0: show. I am Paul Sandberg, the founder of Boost Health and your host. I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist with the NSCA. I have a bachelor's degree in human biology, master's degree in business administration, and I've been working in the wellness and fitness industry for over 19 years. In each episode of the Boost Health podcast, we discuss a new topic and cover the entire spectrum of wellness concepts, including fitness training, inspiration, nutrition, biohacks, and wellness products, and give you some actionable tips that you can implement in your personal health strategy. Each show is only about 20 minutes long, so you can get caught up on past episodes really easily if you're a new listener. Now, my philosophy with this podcast and with Boost Health in general is to be open-minded and try new things. Preconceived notions shouldn't get in the way of some wellness strategies that could be a real difference maker for us. Have you ever tried a new wellness tactic that took you by surprise in how well it worked? Those are what we are trying to uncover here. Real quick, I just wanted to thank everyone for listening. Please support Boost by telling a friend, family member, or colleague about the show that you think might enjoy it. Another way to support the show is by visiting the website at myboosthealth.com, clicking the Amazon banner at the bottom of the homepage, and then doing some shopping. I'm seeing some folks are starting to use this now, which I really appreciate. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, When you use the Amazon banner, you actually get to check some shopping off your to-do list and then Boost will get a kickback. So everyone wins. One last thing that would really help the show, please take a few minutes to subscribe to the show if you haven't already done so and then rate and review the show in iTunes. You can actually do it right in the podcast app on your smartphone. And I'm actually seeing some ratings coming in now. So that's really exciting to see. And these are really helpful in gaining a following. So we really appreciate that. Um, some quick announcements, uh, if you're not already subscribed to the newsletter, that's a really good way to keep up with everything Boost Health, and we've got a subscribe ribbon on the homepage now. Uh, and then we've got an app coming out pretty soon. Um, it's going to be a little bit of investment, but I think it's going to be a nice addition to the Boost offering since everybody's doing everything on their mobile device now. I think an app would be a nice addition to everything we offer with Boost, so we'll keep you posted on progress on that. And a really big announcement. Uh, we've been talking about this for months now. I'm really pleased to announce that the Boost Health Performance Apparel Store is now live. So if you go to myboosthealth.com and click on the shop link at the top of the site to check out all the awesome gear, you can see it there now. And you can enter a discount code to get a 5% discount. And the discount code is podcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, you do that at checkout and you'll get 5% off your order. And before you use the discount code, if you could please rate the show five stars and leave a glowing review in iTunes, that would be great. And I'm also going to be giving away a special prize to the best review of the show. So we're going to have the store open until April 24th. So go hurry, leave your review, and get your shopping done soon. All right, now on with program. Episode 10. Of the Boost Health Show is titled "Best Fitness Apparel for Your Performance." I'm very excited today to have a good friend, Yan Kai O, oh, with me from Quare. I hope I'm saying that right. She's told me a million times how to pronounce it, but I still probably goofed it. <laughs> Yan Kai has been helping me immensely the last few months as we've been working on a strategy and design for the Boost Health Performance Apparel line, which, as I mentioned, is now live on myboosthealth.com. She is also one heck of an athlete. She's well-known around Hong Kong as one of the best cyclists and runners on the road, and she owns many of the queen of the mountain and course record titles on Strava. I like that Yang Kai is not only great at her role in helping businesses build amazing custom fitness gear, but she's also an ambassador for health, fitness, and using proper gear out in the field. This way, we're not making any assumptions on how the pieces fit, feel, or perform. But let me tell you a little bit more about Yang Kai. She actually has a pretty interesting story. She studied mathematics in university in Cambridge and wasn't super athletic in those days. With her educational background, she spent 10 years in consultancy and banking in the field of risk management, which is also what brought her here to Hong Kong seven years ago. Just before moving to Hong Kong, she started running just to get outside, and she picked up cycling when she moved out here. And then running and cycling sort of became part of her lifestyle. (laughs) And I think this is pretty cool and pretty crazy. You know, Hong Kong, if you've never been, is not exactly the easiest place to begin your amateur cycling career. It's very, very mountainous, very hilly, uh, very narrow roads, lots of traffic. So uh, quite a place to, to begin cycling. And about 18 months ago, she came across an opportunity to join Quare to oversee and grow the Asia business. So it's a very different type of work that she was doing before, but she's really passionate about it and is enjoying it so far. I've got to mention to you some of her racing notables. It's pretty amazing what she's accomplished. Uh, in 2014, she was in, in cycling, she was the overall winner in the Tour de Tayabas. So I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. She got the yellow Sprint and Polka Dot jersey in that tour. And also in 2014, in the Tour of Matabungkai. I hope I'm doing that one right as well, uh, she got the yellow and polka in that one. And those are both in the Philippines, which resulted in her being the overall winner of the four-race Philippines National Series. Now, I can say, I've ridden with Yankai numerous times, she has no weaknesses on hills or flats. So, when I see that she's won all those jerseys for sprinting and the hill climbing, it's not a surprise to me. She also took part in the 2014 Taiwan KOM, and she got six overall female in that race. Just amazing. If you've ever seen that race, it's basically... I don't know how many hours it took you, Yon Kai, but I think the super, super fast ones come through in like five or six hours. It's basically like a half day of climbing. <laughs> it's a pretty amazing race. Uh, and then her running career is also amazing. She's been first overall woman in the China Coast Half Marathon two times. First overall woman in the Clearwater Bay Chase 10K two times and first overall woman in the Victoria to Peak 10K race in Hong Kong one time. It's amazing to me that she you know, really didn't become an athlete Until just a few years ago, and is pretty sensational one at that. So, Yankai, thank you again so much for joining. And could you tell me just a little bit more about your role at Quare? Hi, Paul. How are you? And um, thanks very much for
1: your kind words um, and having me on your show. Um, I'm really honoured and excited to be a guest on your podcast. Um, So, as you mentioned, um, I oversee the Asian business at Quare, and um, it's been really great working with you on the Boost Health and and we're really
0: looking forward to the month. Well, thank you. It's It's been a pleasure working with you too. I mean, I I think if you looked at your inbox, you probably got about a thousand message, messages from me on questions. <laughs> You've been very patient with me on asking millions and millions of questions. Um, I've, I've had a dream of, you know, having my own fitness apparel line for a really long time and to, uh, you know, see it come into fruition here uh, is, is pretty neat. I um, <laughs> well, hopefully so. Hopefully there's not a special uh, folder at Quare with uh, with Crazy Paul as the title. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about Quare, you know, the mission statement and, and key objectives about Quare, just for folks that uh, may not be familiar with the brand?
1: Sure. Um, Quare was established 29 years ago uh, by a former professional cyclist and national level coach, uh, Mr. Hugo Jimmel. Swiss Italian. Now, not to sound cliche, but essentially he was not satisfied with the quality of cycling apparel at that time. And so Hugo set about to produce kit that was functional and comfortable. Um, The focus was, and still is today, to produce kit that reflects our mission of achieving Swiss precision, meeting Italian passion.
0: Oh, I didn't know that's what quarry, meant. I I should have Googled uh, googled it in Italian. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I'm familiar with with the gear. You know, I, I had been wearing it actually for about a year and a half now. Uh, when I first moved to Hong Kong, I was a little bit nervous about going out on these wild roads by myself. And so I joined a couple of clubs. I joined the South Island road cycling team, also known as SIRS, and then the Dragons Triathlon Club. Um, And the kits for both of those are made by Quare. And I can say without question that they are among the best quality training gear I've ever used. I've been, you know, using all different types of training gear for for many years now, been in the fitness industry for a long time. (laughs) And I can say for sure, you know, in the Hong Kong summer heat and humidity... It's most likely the most abused gear I've ever worn. <laughs> I mean, you really put it through the wringer here. I mean, we're talking about you finish a ride here in the summertime and you, you literally need to wring out your clothes and let it drip dry before you, before you wash it. That's some serious abuse. Um, so, you know, the durability, the comfort and the quality stand up to tough conditions without doubt. Um, and I can also say, you know, for the few days that it is a little bit chilly here in Hong Kong, the warm gear is also excellent for, for staying, staying warm at the top of a mountain after a climb. And I mentioned before that, you know, I've always wanted to design my own fitness apparel and, and after seeing the quality and the process and the success of Quarry here locally in Hong Kong and, you know, sort of investing in, with you, Yang Kai, more worldwide, it really was a no-brainer for me to approach you all about partnering in this adventure. And, you know, it appears that fitness apparel is is here to stay. You know, what we wanted to talk about a little bit today was, you know, not just the launch of the apparel line, but, you know, how apparel can really make a difference in your performance. And it's pretty interesting. If you look at fitness apparel, according to businessinsider.com research re- report that was published by the Global Industry Analyst Incorporated, The global market for sport and fitness clothing is projected to grow and reach 231.7 billion U.S. by 2024. It is believed that this increase is due to participation in sports and fitness at a higher percentage of people focused on living a healthier lifestyle. I think it's just more awareness about it. But what's really interesting to me is the compound annual growth rate, or CAGR, is projected to be at the highest for anywhere in the world here in the Asia-Pacific region. It's actually forecasted to grow um, about 6.9% by 2024. So that's huge. So Yonkai, are you all seeing the same type of big growth in the Asia region since it's sort of your area for fitness gear and, and healthier lifestyle? And, and the reason I ask that beyond just what we're seeing in you know, the metrics there is it seems like everybody I tell about my business model here in Hong Kong says I should have this newly interested market in Hong Kong and Asia in general. And, it, you know, it seems that health and fitness are becoming increasingly popular in Asia. And and maybe this is more fitness specific when people are talking about this, because if you think about, you know, wellness in Asia, you know, holistic wellness in Asia has been around, you know, as far back as we know about. So I think people are really talking more about fitness, but how, how do you see it?
1: Hong Kong, uh, it was reported um, in the third quarter of 2017 um, by the Asian Academy for Sports and Fitness Professionals that the number of gyms in Hong Kong has grown um, 35.6% in the past eight years. That's from about 550 gyms to about 7,150. And the fitness industry is valued at 2 billion Hong Kong dollars or 250 million US dollars equivalent. Um the increase is not just in the numbers of gyms but also um the range. Um, you know, from the open platform big box gyms that um gym conglomerates, if I can call them that, you know, that offer free weights, exercise machines, um spin bikes and you know, the mass classes to gyms or training studios which um offer sport specific strength and conditioning workouts um for the mm-hmm. likes of CrossFit or Spartan Racing there are also the yoga, pilates, um, gyms, which is you know, a whole other genre. And this is just what happens indoors. Um, in Hong Kong, running, cycling, and triathlon has definitely picked up. The first edition of the iconic Standard Chartered Hong Kong Marathon was held in 1997, and that was uh, running from Hong Kong to Shenzhen symbolizing the return of Hong Kong's sovereignty to China, there were 1,000 entry that year. Now, fast forward to 2018, um, a couple of months ago, there were close to 75,000 sign-ups, and the race was split across three marathons, six half-marathons, and multiple 10K races to accommodate for the sheer number of people participating. Um, Just to put this into perspective, 75,000 is about 1% of the total Hong Kong population. Um, Similarly, in cycling, um, there's been a huge growth. Um, This will be the fourth year that Sun Hong Kai is sponsoring the Hong Kong Cyclothon. Um, In 2017, there were about 5,000 participants who took part in this event, and um, they also held a UCI Asia Tour Class 1.1 road race. Um, in conjunction with uh, the the Sun Hongkai uh, Hong Kong cyclotron. Now, this um, UCI class uh, race um, had 17 professional cycling teams from 12 uh, different countries and regions competing in it. Um, this included World Tour team um, Mitchelton-Scott. Um, and just last week, it was announced that the Hammer Series um, will be brought here to Hong Kong next year. Um, around the same time as the Hong Kong Cyclothon. So that's really exciting times for Hong Kong um, in cycling. And the fact that organizers are bringing these events here shows that um, there is a huge interest in this respect. And such interest is generated by the fact that people are becoming more interested in sport and living a healthier lifestyle. Um, on the triathlon front, uh, China's Wanda bought the World Triathlon Corporation back in 2015, and they own the world-famous Ironman franchise. Um, and China has gone from hosting two or three 70.3 events um, to five this year. And I have not even touched on trail running, which is somewhat like a national sport in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the international names Hong Kong races. Um, in the trail scene have a tractor in, in the past years is comparable to having someone like Usain bought for 100 meters. Um, and the point is evident um, that there is growth. And as a result, everybody needs the gear that performs well under all conditions and is reliable. And that's you know where we come in. Um, we at Quora specialise in custom kit. So where we're unique is that especially we own and operate our uh, manufacturing facilities and that gives us full control of our quality control process. Um, one that we are very proud to say that is stringent enough to support our products that cater for the Japanese market. We are also unique in that we offer tailor options um, in our kit to ensure that your custom kit truly fits you and it's not just custom in design but also the fit.
0: Uh, that's, I mean, it's just amazing growth just, just in our Asia Pacific region. That's really, really exciting to, to see that type of growth. So let's talk a little bit about performance and and fitness gear. We, we already talked a little bit about the, the quality and the durability of, of Quare and, you know, why I chose to, to partner with you all. One thing that comes up a lot when you look at performance and, and fitness gear is compression. And I've personally been wearing compression gear pretty much, you know, ever since Under Armour hit the market in the late 90s. In the U.S. at least, it was really, really big. Um, I was actually still in university at the time. And I really wanted a workout top that was form-fitting but would whisk away sweat. I mean, these are the days, this tells you how old I am, but I was still, you know, sort of wearing a cotton T-shirt. And you cut off the sleeves to show off the guns, but you get a little bit of sweat on it. And they're just, they weigh 100 pounds. So Under Armour came out. They made this sleeveless top at the time that was pretty much your standard polyester elastane blend, and it was form-fitting and moisture-wicking, and I really liked it. It fit like a glove, and it didn't get heavy when it got sweaty like cotton does. And, you know, so you know how cotton is. When when it gets wet, it just it just feels like it weighs 100 pounds. So the durability of these garments was pretty amazing, too. I actually, I can go into my dresser right now and I can pull out the workout top from college. It's over 20 years old and you can still go and wear it. It's pretty amazing. Um, And then I eventually began wearing compression shorts as well and and haven't really looked back. In, uh, In the 2013, the International Journal of Sports Physiology and Performance did a review of over 30 studies and they found that Compression apparel improved performance for athletes doing explosive movements like sprinting and jumping and also worked well for endurance athletes. And compression apparel was also shown to be beneficial as a recovery tool post-workout. Now, I know, you know, in talking with you, Yang Kai, Quarry has a little bit of a, a different take on compression and form. Sort of tell us how Quarry looks at compression.
1: Show your age. Um, it's more of a, a
0: you know a educational process. <laughs> right. Um, the right item
1: to wear. Right. Um, but yeah, coming to um, you know compression and gear, yeah, um, I'll go back to um, our mission statement of achieving Swiss precision and Italian passion, um, where the focus is to create kit that is cut for optimal performance and comfort, whilst remaining connected to the passions and tradition of cycling. Now, the entry and budget level, known as the finisher and bronze kit, um, it utilizes traditional cut um, but maintains our overall quarry quality. Now you can quite fairly say that compression is not a huge concern for us um, for these pieces. Um, however, for the performance and top-of-the-line range of silver and gold. Very, uh, beneficial, I think, but, um, you know, not to the extent where it takes you perhaps 10 minutes to pull it on and off.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, that the racing gear should be easy to take on and off, especially if it's a piece that you need to move on or off and transition in a race. So I I like the fact that Quarry is thinking about that. And, you know, we've all probably tried some of the compression gear that's, you know, closer to the medical level where it really is just too much. And so there it's, it sounds like you all are, you know, making an effort to really sort of fine tune it. So it, it, it shouldn't be something that you're thinking about being there. It should really feel like a second skin. That's great. Uh, You know, and there's a chapter in, it's a 2016 book. It's a fairly recent book. Uh, It's called effects of compression garments on performance and recovery in endurance athletes. And it goes to this huge, meta analysis on this topic of compression and it was a 2015 meta-analysis. It looked at 55 peer-reviewed journal articles and included 788 participants on compression garments in performance and recovery. So it was a fairly substantial study. And the analysis found that compression apparel may improve cycling performance, decrease muscle pain following running and cycling, and improve recovery by facilitating lactate elimination so there's definitely some benefit in having a compression type of gear on now there is a study that came out last summer june of 2017 by researchers at ohio state university uh, the wexner medical center division and it sort of played devil's advocate and i want to share this because i know a lot of people have read this um, the study included 20 experienced male runners as participants who ran for 30 minutes on a treadmill, once with compression shorts on one day and another time without compression on the other day. And they found that the compression shorts made no difference in performance for these athletes. <laughs> now that said, the researchers admit that they did not see any disadvantages to wearing compression shorts and recognize that some athletes prefer them. So I thought it was interesting that they included that. And I remember when this came out last year, everybody sort of freaked out and said that compression is useless and it's such an overreaction if you think about it the study only had 20 participants (laughs) in two days these were only male runners they were experienced Um, so what would have happened if they were inexperienced runners perhaps the compression would have mattered more from a fatigue perspective what if they were female athletes how about the two aforementioned meta-analysis studies with hundreds of participants that did show improvement in performance? It's an interesting study to use as a comparison, but it really isn't the end-all be-all, for goodness sake. It was you know, just one study with, with a few participants. And one last thing on compression gear. There's you know interesting things about proprioception that we're seeing. Uh, a general definition of proprioception, if you're not familiar, it's basically your body's usage of sensory neurons. To understand where and how your body moves in space and having good proprioception is obviously advantageous if you're into fitness and sports activities and interestingly a a 2018 study in gait and posture a very recent study showed that compression gear can improve proprioception in this study participants wore compression garments below the knee probably those calf sleeves and they were tested by completing joint repositioning tasks and secondary tasks at the same time. It was shown that compression gear worn below the knee would improve proprioception at the knee joint. So it's pretty interesting. So, Yankai, from a personal standpoint as an athlete, do you feel a difference in proprioception or other performance factors when wearing certain gear? Uh, that's, uh,
1: that's really um, some interesting studies there. And um, I definitely read about, you know, uh, article about um, compression wear being um, you know, not giving any benefits to the athletes and I do agree to a extent that people did overreact um, on the results um, I mean I believe that it's really important to have good form in, in all the activities that we perform um, be it running cycling or strength work in the gym and there is definitely correlation um, there is definitely a correlation to the gear we wear and the form we hold um, Said that As um, I'm not a track or middle distance runner, I personally enjoy having a slightly looser fit when it comes to running. I'm not overly baggy, but something that I can swing my arms um, freely and open up my stripe without feeling restricted. Now, this is a fine balance as the material of the fabric needs to have some give to allow for some stretching, um, but at the same time wick away the sweat and moist. I believe the form that one maintains for distance running comes from both the actual miles that's being put in as well as um, the other strength conditioning work that one does um, in the gym. So from that perspective, um, compression does not make that big a difference for me personally was running. Um, having said that though, I do actually wear The little um, strength and conditioning sessions that I do, um, which actually I picked up um, ever since I started listening to your podcast, um, Paul. So thank you for that. Yeah. I do actually like uh, wearing form-fitting gear, um, as it really helps me to focus on how my body is maneuvering, and also, you know, I could really see how um, everything is moving um, in the mirror, as opposed to having a
0: flapping piece of cloth um, that doesn't allow me to see very clearly. Yeah. You know, that's a good point, Yankai. You know, first of all, your comfort is, is everything, even if it's been shown in a study to be beneficial. If you're, if you're more comfortable in a certain piece for a certain event, then it just makes sense to wear what you're most comfortable in. And, and, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense too, where, you know, when you're talking about aerodynamics, especially when you're moving through, through the air with, with a, you know, higher relative amount of speed. There is the aerodynamic component of it too, which, which makes a big difference. So thank you for bringing up those points. So, and we just wanted to list a couple of intuitive reasons for, you know, using proper fitting fitness gear. We alluded to some of these already, but just a quick list here. It it is more aerodynamic for, for cycling and running. You don't want something, you know, flopping around in the wind. You know, if you're out there uh, running through some sweet single track, you don't want to catch a, you know, a big baggy shirt on a tree branch or something. Um, it is better for, for function and strength training. Uh, again, if you're moving a bar, doing a power clean or a jerk, um, you, you don't want a, a, a shirt out catching the bar. Um, it actually can be a little bit dangerous. Um, or if you're you know, doing some lunges or squats, you don't want to have really long baggy shorts that are stretching over your knee and, and getting caught while you're performing the movement. And so we've alluded to this a few times, but the clothing really should fit like a second skin. It should be comfortable. It shouldn't be something that you need to be adjusting. You shouldn't even really think about it, it being there. You should be able to focus on whatever the, the sport or task is that you're trying to complete. So hopefully those tips, you know, sort of got folks in the right mindset for, you know, thinking about what gear they should be using and if they need to make any changes for, for their particular workout or sport. And so let's move on to the actual pieces that we uh, have created for Boost Health. I'm, I'm really, really excited. I've been really excited for a long time, um, especially as the design started coming back from your team, Yankai. Um, all of the garments are top of the line materials. Uh, I can personally guarantee they're comfortable and durable. As I said, I've been wearing uh, the pieces for over a year and a half now, and I'm really impressed with them. Um, we have cycling kits. Uh, The cycling kits include two really cool looking jersey options um, and really, really comfortable bib shorts that go with them. We have a multi-sport speed suit with short sleeves. Uh, It fits like an absolute dream. We've got two color options in that. We've got a multi-sport two-piece sleeveless shirt um, and shorts combo. So if you want to show off the guns a little bit or train topless, you can use those. Uh, We've got a regular strength and run short which is sort of like a compression undershort that, uh, that has a regular short that goes over the top. They're really, really nice for running or strength training. And we've also got a compression style strength or run short if you want something without sort of the baggier top. We've got some really nice casual shorts, performance t-shirts, and sleeveless t-shirts. No yucky cotton. These are all high-tech shirts. Uh, and then we've actually got this really cool uh, brand new hoodie that Kwari is making now. Uh, it's nice and warm for cool race mornings or casual wear or my buddies back in Kansas uh, where it's still 37 degrees. You might still be able to wear it this season. <laughs> and, uh, and then the latest thing we've, um, that have added are some cycling socks. We have three different designs on cycling socks that really bring the, the whole kit together nicely. So I'm excited about those. Um, Yankai, any details I missed or anything from a technical standpoint on any of the gear that uh, we should mention?
1: who's self pieces um, you've chosen the top of the line range for most of the pieces where we have invested a huge amount of time and effort in working with professionals to achieve um, these pieces which they sign off on and would personally wear and you know these are the pieces that are made available to everyday athletes like you and me um, some of these fabric um, on the items that you've uh, selected are exclusive to our fab factory and, um, you know, we can't wait to see Boost Health Kit out and about. And I think I myself, I personally purchased a few so that I could, you know, join in with the crowd with the cool
0: designs. <laughs> yeah, that'll be exciting to, to see these uh, out on the road and in the gyms. I really hope people see them and, and get excited about it too. So some quick logistics on this, since these are custom pieces, you know, Quarry is making these specific to Boost Health Design. Um, so I really am not sure how many we're going to sell initially and you know couldn't really afford since this is a new business to hold thousands and thousands of pieces into stock. So we're actually going to have um, the Boost Health Performance Apparel Shop open for limited time durations, at least in the beginning. And so for our first launch, we'll have the shop open for two weeks and we're actually going to close it on April 24th. So it's live now and after that two weeks, it's going to take Quarry about Uh, four weeks to build all the pieces as we said we're building them custom Um, and then we'll get them shipped out to everybody around the world so you can figure about five weeks from when the shop closes to when it'll arrive at your door so four weeks to build the pieces after the shop closes and then about a week to get to you depending on where you are but it will be well worth the wait i promise you Uh, you're really going to enjoy the the pieces so yankai anything to add on from on the logistics front or anything else i may have missed on fitness apparel in general that we should mention before we go?
1: No, again, I think you've covered everything, Paul. Um, I mean, as you rightly mentioned, uh, all our pieces are, are made upon order, so there's nothing that's really held in line. Um, and so, yeah, um, it's been a real pleasure. And um, I would just like to add, as I mentioned briefly, um, is that I, um, I, you know, I've know, i been listening to Boost Health Podcast since its inception, and... I've really enjoyed following and learning from you and um it has definitely encouraged me to try new things. And as mentioned, I am already building in um some new habits and changes. Um so thank you. And um I hope other listeners would have um similar experiences.
0: Well, thank you, Yankai, for the, the kind words. I appreciate that. And and for those of you I, I hope Yang Kai's story was inspirational and, and motivational to you. I mean, you might be a super athlete just like she is and you just haven't tried yet. So, so try new things. Like, right. <laughs> that's, that's our, our motto. Um, no, you're too <laughs> no. well, I, I want to make sure that folks know where to go to learn more about the awesome things and everything quarry. So is there a website or, or social media or anything we should send them to?
1: Social media handle for both Facebook and Instagram is uh, Quarry of Swiss. Um, all together is one word. Uh, again, C U O R E O F Swiss, S W I S S. You can also get in touch with me directly at um, infoas at kuore.ch. Um, and um, you know, if you have any questions or inquiries,
0: Fantastic. Well, I'm sure after everybody sees these Boost Health pieces, they'll be excited to to learn more for sure. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening to the show. We'll be back next week discussing a new wellness topic. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show in iTunes. You can follow my workouts and Boost Health updates on Strava, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can also visit the Boost Health website at myboosthealth.com for links to everything Along with more motivation and information, thank you again so much, Yan Kai, for joining me.
1: Thank you, Paul.
0: So for Yan Kai O, oh, this is Paul Sandberg saying thank you for joining us, and until next time, find your balance.